0: Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Adequate, stop making me laugh. Our ongoing mission, until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where many other YouTube shows have gone before. Well. Good evening everybody and welcome to another episode of Trekking Up North. I am one of your hosts, Captain Goodwill, and I am joined back from his missions with Section 31. We finally have him, Science Officer Sinois.
1: How are you, sir? I love that I love I love that you've explained it Oh, he's off on missions with section thirty one. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's getting pissed up in the field. You know, Shh, but... don't
0: disrupt cannon.
1: oh sorry okay we have canon now we have a
0: wiki it's fine we're on memory (laughs) alpha
1: bring out the wiki (laughs) that's the holy tome of wikipedia
0: we should be on memory beta (laughs) because we are not alpha males yet (laughs) so
1: how are you though i'm i'm good i'm good i'm glad to be back here like i'm I was a bit annoyed because obviously, like the problem is, we tried to make last week work, and yeah. we were like there's there's nothing. <laughs> you know, we were like, no, the episode isn't out to the world in the space we could do it. So I was like, okay, yeah. can we like? Can we, like, sort of find it on the internet somewhere at, like, midnight on Thursday and then stay up till, like, 4 a.m. recording and then go to work in the morning? I was like, no, let's not do this. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, so it was ashamed to have to miss one, I think.
0: Not unless so. Paramount Pictures uh, and CBS wants to give us some advanced screeners so we can do this on a Monday and then relax the rest of the week. Hint, hint, that nudge, nudge, crazy. wink, wink. <laughs> like, yeah. Paramount. Come
1: on. Come on, Paramount. I know you being a bit of a dick at the minute by cancelling prodigy and uh and getting rid of all of that and stuff making
0: sure enterprise season four disappears for no apparent reason
1: yeah if if you can just find it within your cold dead heart (laughs) give us the episode we are not gonna get very far with it no i'm going for the hard sell okay okay Okay. i'm going for the the tough sell um no uh, i'm doing well uh i am Still, kind of recovering from of a fun weekend, uh, which was, yeah, it was a festival. Uh, we performed on the Friday, and that went incredibly well, despite me falling down a set of stone steps, which what was painful. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It was like, oh, uh, basically, yeah. So basically, a lot of rain, old manor house, uh, and very old stone steps, and high oh, heels oh. are not a good combination. <laughs> so yeah, so luckily, all I've done is I've damaged my um my thumb on my right hand. So it's just, but it's fine. I think it just sprained or something. It's not broken. Where but there's yeah, blame, like, okay. Where, where there's blame, this game. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm to blame. <laughs> you know. Yes. You might have go to go to the go to the, uh, the the claim company, and they're like, nah, nah, you are just an idiot. And I'm like, oh, fuck.
0: Oh, <laughs> excuse you. Um, yeah. you may notice, guys, this is recorded. Um, it is recorded because Sinai is is off on another mission. Uh, this <laughs> Friday. Uh, so we have, we have made the decision to work very hard, get it all booted up uh, on the Thursday, just before, mm. get it all nice and recorded so it's nice and fresh and sent out to you guys at the regular time. You may have also noticed I'm not in uniform and he's drinking a martini. I was going to
1: me. bring that up. I was going to be like, why are you not in uniform? Is it the dry cleaners or something? Is your mum done it? Oh, my God. Did you wash it too high and ask too small? Oh, my God. What could it be?
0: This is this is cyanose <laughs> on martinis. Um, I have set <laughs> a trend. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: this is cyanide on martinis.
0: This is your brain on Paul Star martinis. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's just jam. <laughs> it's it's all jam. But yes, guys, I am wearing something quite unique and something quite new. I'm going to try and stand up with my broken back and chest. He's going
1: to show his thumb off. Oh. oh! my God! Look at that! Oh! oh it's all so spicy! Oh, what a lovely! Oh! Look at oh. That
0: That's right, guys. Trekking up north has got its own swag, <laughs> and one of you lucky viewers can be the recipient.
1: Can be on the receiving of end. Of their
0: very own trekking up north extra large t-shirt <laughs> don't ask if you want to win that and some other sexy swag such as the stickers look at these stickers we've got all the stickers we've got the scooby gang look i've
1: licked all of them in preparation they
0: have they have look oh the strangest of things (laughs) if you want to be the lucky winner of a trekking up north xl t-shirt and a whole host of nerdy up north swaggy stickers make sure you stay to the end of the show where i can tell you how you're gonna win it ha
1: do you like that the old bait and switch although people watching this back yeah why? Why can they not pick their own size? Why is it just XL? Is that will we come round with the required paper piece and just sort of going it at the back going forward? Like, no, they going we'll make for, it tighter.
0: going forward. They can. Uh, but we at the moment <laughs> we have an XL T-shirt, but we there will be other sizes forthwith. <laughs> I <just laughs>
1: love the idea of a competition where it. it's like, hey, you can win this
0: really specific thing, you know It's the USS so. Adequate for a reason It's adequately <laughs> sized for most people uh, <laughs> But yeah also, huge shout out to my old friend Alison, who... At the time of this premiering on YouTube, is doing a 5K in aid for Race for Life Cancer Research UK. So as Sinoise is sipping on a Pornstar Martini, and I am looking very drugged up, she is running for Cancer Research. So all props to the wunderbar Alison, who has already raised uh, £200, which is £120 more than what she was originally targeted. However, we can do a little bit more than that. So, the Just Giving page is it Just Giving or just Race for Life? The Race for Life donation. Bit, it, it? It's well, like, yeah. Just Race for Life. It's down below. Just Race for Life. Just
1: escape the big crushing death
0: thing. <laughs> it's down below, guys. If you could spare any money whatsoever, please donate what you can. No amount is too small in the fight to get rid of cancer, because cancer's a bit of a dick. Yeah, no, Can- cancer's yeah. a bastard. It is. It I is. think we should
1: punch it in its face.
0: I believe That's it cancelled awesome. Star Trek Prodigy.
1: <laughs> it, what? That was. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Is that the reason we didn't get an Enterprise season five?
0: Yes, the bastards. However, I do have <laughs> some more uh, news. I've received two packages uh, this week sign up Don't oh no you...
1: you didn't see me you didn't see me. i yeah. saw the
0: air quotes i saw the air quotes. i received two packages <laughs> from the united states of them americas uh this week
1: hello Lules. there's bloody
0: <sighs> there's happy oh, ind- happy independence day you, <laughs> yeah that's it, right? yes. last week or whatever again. you got you <laughs> got decent food and weather um so i'm going to get the first one so bear with us i have to bend over <laughs>
1: Oh Oh my god. Oh
0: my god. Oh, right. So the first one. Oh. Oh.
1: Don't show your address on the street.
0: There is no address, there is only Zoo.
1: Just just guessed. Was it delivered by someone in like a caravan or something? I bet it's it's 300 turkey dinosaurs. (sighs) It's open. (laughs) Is this in?
0: Is this it,
1: in it, what? <laughs> is this in yet? Is this a,
0: oh, if I had a penny for every time. um, <laughs> <clears throat> I would have three pennies. So, oh, oh, shout out to Joe from Spectrum Sanctorum, who all the way from them, United States of is America, is a Star
1: Trek medium. Oh, wow. Hey,
0: look at that. Look at that. And it's a medium as well. They don't do anything by XL over there.
1: Yeah, oh, that's... they're not gonna—they're not gonna
0: fob you off with an extra 120. Exceptionally oh, well gosh. made. Oh, it's so shiny. It that's so amazing. shiny. Oh, wow. Is that like
1: a navy? I can't see. It it's a you... navy. It's a oh, navy. There we go. God, I put—I oh, put it, I put it no. up to light. There you go. I had a lot of fun in the navy. So that's. Oh, nice, look at made. that. Yeah. Oh, it's so shiny?
0: Oh, I've been in the captain's quadrant as well. It's—it's it's quite pleasant. Oh. Did you um, know? Uh, uh, he will now. Um, <laughs> that's it. Did oh. you notice?
1: That's the question. Is it in yet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you do circles...
1: Um, that's high quality, that is. Ooh. It is high oh, quality. I can, I can smell the quality from me the
0: However, there is another package that Joe has sent us all the way from them United States of America. Oh, look Ooh, at there's, it. there's a sticker is underneath. It Brad,
1: what, is it Brad Pitt's wife's head? Uh... Spoilers if you haven't seen a thirty year old movie. Uh,
0: what's in the box? Oh. Oh <laughs> right, okay. Oh, let me tell you. I, I may need some shocking. Can
1: you imagine if they did like if they did remade seven but they had like My Hermes as like the delivery company at the end and they were just like, Oh well, Yeah, it's It'll broken. be a film
0: that never finishes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: take a picture of his feet or something before they can actually hand him the parcel. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like, what is this? What it, is was, this it was it was it
0: was delivered. No, it was yeeted over my back fence.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's what it would be. That's it. If it was like that. Ha- that happened It was to me. like yodel or something. Just like you know, he's just in the middle of the desert. And he just gets a box chucked at him.
0: <laughs> I bought a smartwatch, right? Two hundred pound smartwatch, mm. and I was at home, and it was being tracked, and they never came to my door, but they said it was delivered. Then yeah. I turned around and I saw a hand, literally just a hand, yeet this box over my back fence that hit my back door. Yeah. £200 smartwatch. And they just got, eh. So let's have a. Oh! Oh, bless. Oh. Ah!
1: Yes! <laughs> it, it is a Captain's,
0: Captain's Quadrant Agony Booth mug. With Gowron is... Look oh, at him. Hello, Gowron. Gauron, more, like f- more like... More like Frau One. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Glory to you and your cup of tea. <laughs> Glory to you. Oh. I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to put this. I'm not going to put anything in it. It is going.
1: Yeah. Pride of place. I can't see go. it now. It's just a little... I'll fix the lighting later. Oh my God, you made it smaller using the power of depth forced
0: perspective
1: uh, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be good though if it was one of those color changing mugs where oh, as you pour it in his face just goes from that to just like
0: <laughs> i wonder if it does
1: no oh how awesome <laughs> would it be though the cost it would the amount it would cost to do that as a gag but fucking hell that would be so good
0: oh joe spectrum Santorum, i love you guys Thank you so much for all the swag. I will do proper photos later um, when I feel a bit better and I have more mobility because I've not been well this week. But I've, uh, not I've not been well. I haven't. I've not
1: been well. I've been broken. um oh, What you need, you need, you need a little bit. You need some martini and you need a blue rinse, love. Maybe a holiday to Grand area
0: Grand area What about lands uh, of snotty I
1: added a couple of extra letters to that word there what about <laughs> what about, <laughs> like, what about lands of like snotty french where they're just like going hmm, should we pronounce all of the letters no no they're just to get higher points in scrabble his name's Ooh. guillaume and you're like why is it 15 characters long <laughs> anyway right, random random right french name wow okay so we've attacked
0: <laughs> paramount the french the americans <laughs> oh i'm just getting started oh, oh he's halfway down boys <laughs>
1: He's halfway down, but wow! Now you're even quoting my grinder profile. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> coming soon to threads. Pull it. Oh.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love that. I don't know how long we're into this, but we haven't even started the episode yet. It's
0: only 13 minutes. We're fine. Yes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we. <are laughs> I,
1: I I have to say though, I'm I'm kind of annoyed because I was kind of hoping for a crap episode like last week because it was the one I was missing, and I was like, oh, I don't get to talk about it. But, like, it was a really, really good episode. And it's... Oh. Yeah, and it's a, it's a bit annoying, annoying, because, like, loads of people complaining about how Kirk's portrayed. But I think the problem is I'm probably in the minority where I really don't like Kirk. Like, Kirk's probably my least favourite captain. But But I feel like it's because Kirk was... represents everything that was cool and sexy in the 60s. And now that's kind of... Yeah, he's a prick, you know, yeah. and, and so it's this idea of if you got someone who just acted just like Kirk, you would, I don't think he'd appeal to people. So it's a bit like, and know. Paul
0: Wesley is is rather handsome in his own way.
1: But yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean to be fair, like Shatner probably was really handsome, like you know, in that you know that whole thing of like years ago, who was handsome is different to who was handsome now. You know, like people looked <laughs> yeah. for different things in people, but it yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah um, but it was just like yeah but I thought it was a really good episode and it was a Lan episode which was amazing and stuff and I really liked that it kind of we're getting a lot of wonderful character development in this series where we're kind of getting we kind of went into Lan being like sort of just you know being born hating her heritage and finally realizing something that is very valid yeah, which is the idea of sometimes you know evil makes good things happen you know like it's that weird thing where you need light to create shadows but you need darkness to notice light in that kind of oh ah, well you see way.
0: this is why the false needs the dark side
1: well yeah that, that's it and it's the idea of you know and obviously her learning that like you know the only reason that good things happen in the present is because we've had to react to bad things happening yeah. in the past such as her heritage with khan and whatnot And it, you know, and I thought that was like a really important message to kind of put across there because loads of people are just like, oh, what if you went back in time and like shot Hitler in the head? And you're like, we'd probably be in a worse war now or something because like all of these things and developments and treaties and like inventions wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I mean, we'd probably still have the nuclear bomb because someone would have done it at some point. But it's that weird thing about history where you just go, look, don't change it <laughs> you know like just make the best of we today. wouldn't
0: have porn star martinis we wouldn't no <laughs> so let us get in to this week's episode of star trek strange new worlds episode four among the lotus eaters um. so this is extremely fresh in my mind because i only watched it an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, the opening scene, we see Pike and Patel back again as they are charting nebulas and... Uh...
1: Father and uh, father and daughter. Like, really? I, remember, you know, them... I still can't see it, man. Every Whoa. time they're together, I'm just like, oh, it's his daughter again. And then they kiss and I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah, I, just, I, I, I think it's just I'm not convinced by the relationship and it's got that weird thing. And I don't know if it's because Pike's such a daddy or if it's just, like, an unconvincing pairing. But, yeah, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, oh, I remember.
0: <laughs> wow. That is straight off the bat. Like, the scene <laughs> hasn't even started, and we've got incestuous overtones uh, coming out from the it's science officer.
1: It literally, every time I see it, and then it happens, I'm like, oh, I forgot that's their relation. <laughs> you know, that, that's their yeah. relationship.
0: Well, he's cooking dinner for her, as as, oh, yeah. as the daddy always does. I mean, he can cook. He's got a quaff what more do you need uh she gives him a lovely gift uh a little keystone, um and I've, I've the name of it forgets me but it's it's used for sailors to navigate their way home i
1: believe is it yeah it's it's for from a particular planet though it's, it's is, not like yes. an earth thing isn't it yeah. i nearly wrote it down and then thought no
0: no yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i would nearly put it out but but then we so he gives a lovely gift and he's like and he's like oh lovely but then we find out that the the hood is punishing her.
0: Pasak yeah, the Patak.
1: Yeah, Pasak the Patak. The hood is punishing her for uh, justice being done, which is an interesting thing for a Vulcan. Yeah, soldier, really, you, right? but, uh... you,
0: you can tell he was gunning for Pike. Yeah. And this is sort of the ramifications of him not getting uh, the justice he feels uh, was deserved. She loses out on the Commodore promotion. Hmm.
1: Uh, it is, shocking, isn't it, it? is. Like... it is
0: shocking and pike does blame himself mm. he does blame himself and then he makes this lovely dinner they sit down and he makes a decision to take a step back from the relationship because he feels responsible for uh patel not having the commodore promotion and feels that he is damaging her career mm. so she just storms off gets on a ship flies away
1: it's an odd one isn't it because I don't really I don't really believe in him here where he's just going like oh it was my fault and I'm like no it's that she lost the court case and that did that have anything to do with him really because effectively you know what what was proven was like the truth effectively mm. and so I don't know how she could be being blamed for that, or how he could go, hey, Pasak's a dickhead, that must be my fault. It's like, no, no, I think it's genetic. Yeah, <laughs> right. he's, he's
0: just been a passive-aggressive bitch. Yeah. Well, but it
1: makes me wonder if maybe there's something deeper with Pike, where Pike's a bit sort of scared of the closeness or something. I don't know. Well,
0: that is referenced in the subsequent scene by Una, isn't mm. it? Uh, Because... They Pike receives a emergent um, urgent communique from command about Rigel Seven, which many diehard Trekkies will know. Rigel Seven was featured in the pilot, pilot, the original OG yeah. Pike pilot, um, the Cage, where uh, that that's it's shortly after the Cage.
1: Uh, well, one of my favorite started. episodes of Trek, like. One of my favourite, epi- probably my favourite episode of the original series, which is kind of insulting to everyone who loves the normal crew, but the fact is we have, like, you know... The menagerie um, is a great yeah.
0: two-parter. Yeah, it is a great two-parter. But we do get a bit of a backstory. Uh, basically, there's a, Una does a briefing about Rigel 7, how her and Pike and the crew visited the planet five years ago, and how they were only there for a few hours, and they had to leave because Spock got injured, and... Um, They've been doing flybys every couple of years since then, and they've noticed on this particular flyby that the castle, which was featured in the cage and what we see here, has a garden with a delta imprinted on it. (laughs) And everyone's like, and and for for those that don't know, I don't actually have a delta on me. Oh, It's right
1: there in the background.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's that delta there. Yeah. That one there. Oh, that one on the sticker there. Yeah. next to the ship. The culture has adapted the Starfleet Delta logo. So, Starfleet are basically going, look, are you guys, you caused this mess, you're going back and fixing it. Because Pike even admits that in the hubbub, they left Kit, they left three people. Mm. You know, three people died during this mission, also he believes. It's, it's their responsibility... Yeah, well, spoilers. But it's their responsibility to uh, fix it and put it right. And then we get, we get that little dialogue between Una and Pike about how... Because obviously, oh, well, the Cayuga left in a hurry, didn't it? Says Una.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's sort of... And Una just puts Pike in his place where he's like, y- you're afraid of, of getting too close, letting people in. And I like Patel. And he's like, I know, no, I like him for you. Yeah. And Una's like, I want to be a bridesmaid. <laughs>
1: yeah, I want to be a best woman, right?
0: I've got the oh, hat. Would she be
1: a best woman or would she be a?
0: Yeah, she... yeah best woman. Yeah. yeah, best delirium.
1: It's that thing, isn't it? Because if you're on the the man's side, then you're the best man slash best woman. Whereas it's if you're on the woman's side, then it's like the um, Maid the of honor, head bridesmaid, or head bridesmaid of honor. man. I don't know how it works. I should probably get married at some point, but maybe not. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I think this is great, though, because like we're getting two recent episodes because we had the episode in Prodigy where they go back to a planet that's been contaminated, where it's like... I loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it's this crazy thing of this... Was this ever dealt with in Trek before? Like, this feels really original to Ooh. me, where we have a lot of stuff where we go, hey, here's first contact, or where they're currently... In the middle of a uh, contamination, so like remember the, the TNG one where Riker gets lost on a planet after he gets disguised as one of their race and stuff like that, or where Data gets trapped on the planet and he loses his memory because of radioactive material and stuff. Spoilers. Um, hopefully, we won't need to do that. It's at some point, thirty but, years old. That. But yeah, but it but we have these episodes where they're in the middle of a contamination event and they're fixing it as they go. But this feels like the first time when they've gone oh, wow, we've got to deal with the actual consequences of something that's already happened. Like the idea of going in and seeing if you can undo the changes. And I liked that because this is like, it's not a hashed one. Because obviously, like for Ad Astra, everyone was like going, oh, it's a courthouse one. Every series has one of these. And you're like, yeah, but they're brilliant. But it was a bit like, yeah, actually, we do always have a legal episode we've, in every series.
0: We've had this... Uh, And and, and, as many people probably not know, we've had this stemming all the way from the original series. So in the original series, we had the episode where the USS Horizon 100 years previous had visited a planet, but they left a book. And it was the Chicago, Chicago mobsters of the 1920s. And then the culture (laughs) revolved around that book and built a culture of gangsters.
1: Well, I, I don't know that episode. Then it's, yeah, it's a I really like... good
0: episode. Uh, but more recently, Lower Decks did an absolute corker of a season one episode. The season one episode of TNG. Do you remember the one where it had? Uh, it was the actor that played Kirk's son in Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, right, David Marcus. Yeah. He played an alien, and what it was, it was a, it was a star system that had two uh, alien races. And what happened was the al- one alien race created a drug for the other alien race to then be dependent on so that there was a constant economy. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, then, yeah. Yeah, and it's all very Dune. They all yeah, it's, very it is.
0: Dune-ed. It's it's very yeah. Dune. You know, like, it's, it's he who controls the spice. Um, but <laughs> th- that's, that's what it was. Lower Decks, out of all the episodes, Lower Decks did an episode called Second Contact. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it was called Second Contact, but it was about Second Contact. They visited these two planets, and they saw they, they went to the one that was dependent on the drugs first.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was really. And I give Lord honestly. Watch Lord X. It's not just an, an animated comedy. It really gets deep into the law of star trek and mike mccannon is so up there when it comes to his knowledge as well
1: it's basically a very good show with all these references in that if you're a fan you'll be like ah you'll be doing the leonardo dicaprio meme meme, just being like yeah but
0: like but it also explains it for new viewers as well because it it did in this because they did it in the form of a mural where they're like oh the enterprise d visited and in the in the TNG episode spoilers, I mean again, thirty years old, <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: thirty five years old. Geez. I it just
1: be Sarah that hasn't seen it yet. No, Peachy,
0: be... see, Peachy's seen Peachy seen it. Yeah, she has. She's moving on to DS nine shortly. So good on you, Peaches, for that. Good girl. Good, good girl. girl. Hello Probably to everyone in the comments, girl. by the way. Enjoy it. Hang on. Why would I be looking at the camera? Hello to everybody in the comments. What, what, there, what, uh, there we why go. Are they
1: over there. What what are they doing? About? Oh,
0: do you just drink a martini? It's fine. Yeah, so they, um,
1: are they over here? Are they,
0: Yes, they are. There you go. You're looking in at the jobs.
1: What are they? What are you doing on a Friday night watching this, uh, toss?
0: <laughs> bloody Tories. So, um, the <laughs> but in the TG, TNG episode to break this cycle, the Enterprise, because the the race dependent on the the spice. Shall we call it the drugs? <laughs> they only have one functional ship. Copy yeah, yeah. They only have one functional ship. So the Enterprise disables the engines of that ship to prevent them from receiving that spite. And in Lower Decks, what happens after the Enterprise leaves is depicted as a mural. And it does raise really good questions because the original series, Voyager, DS9, next gen, all of them hey, we we visit this planet, we cause a load of shit, and then, poof, we're off to our next adventure. Yeah. What happened? And this episode was like, the consequences of your actions. And there's a mural where they like they absolutely lost their shit. They went through um, withdrawal and everything like that. And then they emerged enlightened and, and culturally enriched for having got rid of the drugs. And the yeah. plot twist was the planet that was supplying the drugs just fell into major destitution and were invaded. And it's just like, it's really interesting to see that. And with, with this episode, it's like, yeah, we visited Rigel seven in the cage. We never visited it again. Now they're going back five years later to see what happened and why they've adopted the Starfleet Delta and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So then we get, and I'm, I'm, I know it was a good episode but i'm hoping this is not the ortega's episode because Mm. the next scene is ortega's doing a personal log she's
1: i was going to mention it later but this was one of my criticisms of the episode is i loved it Mm. but we need an ortega episode we do we we need a proper full-on because she's amazing i don't i'm assuming those are her pronouns but you know they are absolutely amazing and, like, I was so excited. I was just like, yes, it's fi- they're finally going to get their own episode. And then they kind of got half of one. yeah. But then they weren't the main plot. And you're like, oh, I'm disappointed. This but is my
0: only disappointment of the episode. still got a lot more of them, Yeah, which I'm happy about. Because she's dead excited in the next year. Because she's been tasked with... The hat! With... Yeah, the hat! I love the hat! It yes. looks like a Cossack. She's she's dead excited because they have to go down to Rigel 7. They need a pilot because there's so much debris. Uh, in the atmosphere um caused by two planetary bodies colliding. Planetary bodies, not moons, because Spock that would be uh that would be speculative of Spock to ascertain that they
1: the pedantry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she's dead excited that they are dressed in Rigelian clothing, as is accustomed to the time. They're all going, they're all going and Pike They can... look like
1: Mongols slash Cossacks, don't they? Yes, because that's what it they look like in the cage. Thing. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's how the but...
0: Yeah, they they were they were based on Mongols um, in the original pilot in '64. So mm-hmm. Umbenga, uh, Ortega, and Laan, they're walking towards the shuttle bay. They can't use the transporters. They need a shuttle. Mm-hmm. Spock stops them in the tracks and says, basically, you can fly down, but we need someone to pilot the Enterprise because the amount of interference. Uh, by these two planetary bodies means that we need someone to manually adjust to manually fly the ship and the only one that's good enough to do that is Ortegas. So straight away Ortegas is crushed at the fact that she's she's had a big moment to go down with the landing party fly shuttle yeah. in the dangerous atmosphere and box us like "iana yeah, back to your chair and it's like I felt for her in this because you could see the crushing disappointment.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's it's that thing of like her first away mission, effectively. Yeah, you just like you know, and she doesn't get to do it. They don't get to do it. I don't know. I'm assuming her pronouns are she her.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. She, she her. Um, she's she's a oh, she's a wonderful actress as well um
1: with they so good like this is the thing i was talking to um someone the other day who was talking about it and they were saying that they they're watching strange new worlds they didn't feel connections to the characters and i'm yeah. like whoa that is the opposite of mine like i've got it like you know how we were with the bridge crew on like uh, picard season three yeah And you know on the titan we were like oh these guys are great amazing and then like on this i'm just like yeah i want a full episode about Ortega. yeah i yeah. want more like you know episodes of lana runa or like even like uh you know of... i don't think what would happen if we got a full Pelia episode I don't oh god we need to be one on the more. cards but we do I, need i quite one. like her just being this random thing like like last week i love the the random little bits where it's like have you robbed the louvre <laughs> you know <And> it's just... <laughs>
0: That painting was actually <laughs> stolen in nineteen
1: ninety. Yeah, I love it. So they
0: Trekkers just, just like yeah, it's it's Pelia that's done it.
1: And I was <laughs> I, like, just, oh, I just oh. love the like the random little thing where you're just like, okay, that's that's weird, but I lo- I love the concept of it.
0: Yeah. So Laan stays behind, Pike being the test pilot, flies the shuttle down, they they land safely, they fly over an asteroid, um which has struck the planet it looks like to have struck the planet a few thousand years ago and mm. uh, they fly through the debris uh as they are walking well i mean they land and then la'an feels a ring in yeah. her ears and then the next thing they're they are walking and la'an doesn't realize that six hours has passed mm. in in the episode and Meng is naturally uh concerned okay. um but Pike is like, well, it's six hours to the shuttlecraft, or we continue going. But light is fading, so we can't go on now. We'll have to wait. So they they decide to bunk up for the night near the the castle.
1: Hmm. I, I do want to point out just before this is the reason why we have Umbenga on the thing is he he's asking himself why am I on this mission? Why do you need a doctor? And it turns out that they're like, well, no, we don't need a doctor. We need someone who can handle themselves in a fight. Oh, and he as can. The fact that you know, as a veteran, like Umbenga can do it. And obviously, Lan being a uh, chief of security can. And it's very strange because they're kind of going, yeah, we don't need you as a doctor. We need you as a fighter because we can't take our technology down. We can't be relying on phasers. We literally need to rely on hand to hand. And he can kick he ass that... as well. Yeah, it's it's that crazy thing though that like he's like this archetype of, you know, like um. Like, he's, he's like a pacifist now, effectively, because he's gone through all of that, and that's why he's a healer. But, you know, he's still willing to, like, kick ass, kind of thing. Not quite as severely as Worf, where he's like, I'm a pacifist, off with your head. <laughs> like, the headings are on a Wednesday. Yeah, worst father, uh, worst pacifist in all of Star Trek.
0: Awful father, excellent daddy.
1: <laughs> yes, I've seen that meme. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it it's like it's scary though where she freaks out because i think the way it's done in the episode like is really good that obviously she's just like you know they're like are you okay and she's like honestly no no <laughs> <laughs> but I as they are had... gonna try and keep it secret and she's just like no no this is what's happening
0: well that's what you need in an away team you need that honesty. you don't and you know if you're feeling bad you don't want to be kept to yourself on a hostile planet and as they are literally in front of the castle which again has got the delta symbol on the gate, and um, Benga's running back going, Captain, Captain! Guards show up because they do see that the guards at the gate have got phaser rifles. Pike is yeah. like, oh, shit. And then more guards turn up and they're like, oh, we, we are travellers from the north. And they're like, we know you from Starfleet. Mm. And I liked that. That was a good little plot twist. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. um, Because going back to the castle in the next scene the the ringing is still there for that. Like, by the way, that really gave me a headache all the way through that episode. I don't know if it's because I'm hopped up on the drugs, um, but I was just like, like this was like super. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it was done. It was done really well, but it was a bit painful to hear all the time. You know.
0: Yeah, especially in surround sound. Please don't. Oh. Um. So yeah, the twist of the episode. Uh, turns up, because they are taken to the castle, they're taken to the central court. Who is leading them? One of the officers that was left behind five years ago, Yeoman Zak. Now, my only tidbit about this, the uniforms would have been different if it was five years ago. Right, yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that (laughs) one. But, uh, no, it's... Yeah, so... Zack, Yeoman Zach, who Pike thought had died with the other two people, turns out he was left behind. Zach obviously, and transparently, holds a grudge for f- <laughs> for being abandoned yeah. by Captain Pike. Um, yeah. now, does
1: this happen in the original episode? Like, no. Is there a guy called this? So he's just made up for this. The,
0: the so issue, I can't remember him. The issue with Rigel 7 has already taken... Place so so, the cage opens with them coming back from Rigel Seven.
1: That's what I thought because I was like, I don't remember this at all. Like you know anything about? I remember Rigel Seven being mentioned, but yeah. all I remember is the big heads and the cages.
0: Yeah, it, they were coming back from Rigel Seven because this is the mission where Pike considered quitting, and then I have only just realised, and then the doctor comes in and prescribes him. A martini.
1: A martini, will
0: say? Ooh, he breaks out a martini man. glass. Holy yeah. shit, it's all coming full circle. This is why we drink martinis. It was subliminally placed into us. Yes, blem, blem, blem.
1: This is how I drink martini. Like a little... Like a... Yeah. Like a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried drinking water... Drinking like a dog? It's weird. You can't do it. You need a really long tongue to actually get the liquid and otherwise you just splash in your face they won't let me in pubs anymore
0: so yeah Yorman zach <laughs> holds a grudge <crunch, laughs> um towards pike uh and he's had to suffer being on rigel seven as he is talking pike zones out and umbenga yeah, zones yeah. out and that ringing starts again and the next thing
1: we all know someone like zach <laughs> you know where everyone's like yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> and the next thing they they wake up in a cage. It's all coming together,
1: it's with, all, a, martini, with
0: right? a martini. Yes, yes. They they have a prisoner barman. Um, Laan is passed out. Pike doesn't have any memories. Umbenga doesn't have any memories, and Umbenga is portraying himself as quite weak, as well. Mm. Quite, uh, he's he's not the kick-ass Umbenga that we we know and love. Pike yeah. goes to inspect like on the land, just twats him in the nozzle, <laughs> which I absolutely loved. Um, they are starting to lose that. Well, they have. They've lost their memories.
1: With the the thing is, we already have it mentioned that it's radiation sickness. I think Zach mentions that radio, like radiation sickness, is part of what happens to people. He doesn't.
0: Here. Yeah, he doesn't explain it fully. He says like there's yeah. there's there's a weird radiation that is affecting people on the planet. And then yeah. it, we get more exposition uh later on in the episode I remember
1: he like he like alludes to it and um, you know because I, I i know because it's in my notes <laughs> but it's like you know but it's that it's that crazy thing because obviously but then we have everyone uh waking up in the cages but i think before then don't we have it where we have uhura
0: no that's after oh is it? Okay. yeah that that's that's literally straight after so uhura is starting to feel a ringing as well uh una says have you sent these reports to the federation um no, and she's like well i asked you to do that two hours ago and she's like yeah did i send them <laughs> i don't know send her to sick i'm bear. like this
1: at work if i'm perfectly oh, I mean, I'm a... hang on did i do that thing i was meant to do i've been like that all the check through the logs being like Ugh. i was at that on monday yeah. but seriously i i think i had second hand like uh hangover from the people i was with uh yeah <laughs> actually I mean, i'll get into it later when we start describing this yeah. This
0: a bit more. So Una sends Uh her to Sickbay, asks Ortega's to go with her. Down in Sickbay, Chapel says that the um. The...
1: The... Also, can I just point out how cool this is? Like, you know, the wonderful thing that I keep saying about Starfleet and about Star Trek yeah. is the idea of when someone has a problem, they take it seriously. Yes, and that. If we had a community that was like this, it would be far better. Are you listening to know, When you get someone who just says, hey, I'm having this weird thing happen to me. Like, it's very rare in Trek that they just go, ah, whatever. You know, they always go like, hmm, let's do a scan. Oh, well, we couldn't find anything. Tell us if it happens again. You know, but there's this immediate kind of belief. And in this, where Una just goes, no, go to sickbay, go and get checked out, rather than just being like, oh, well, just do better at your job.
0: But you can work, Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's this idea that it's, it's very much this is part of what I find what I love about the Star Trek utopia, effectively, and the fact that Ortega is just like, hang on, what if she passes out on the way to, like, uh, you know, the med, uh, the med bay, and obviously goes with her, and I think that's great. I th- I just really like this little exchange here. But...
0: Are are you are you taking note workplaces?
1: But this is the thing happy employees. A employees yeah. what a crazy notion that is god rapper. damn it eh? so yeah <laughs> like rail workers that are paid enough don't go on strike what a crazy concept that would be yes <laughs>
0: fuck the tories so yes chapel <laughs> sees that uh whose neural uh pathways are being blocked and they don't know why They're
1: blocked Destroyed.
0: Well, like degrading. The, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like degraded, and you're just going like, what the... Like, you know, and I, I think it's a bit weird where she's talking about it. I would be panicking like shit if someone was like, hey, you're kind of experiencing brain death. Well, like, that's why
0: she sedates okay. her. Yeah, so she also yeah. sedates her. Uh, and Chapel says, well, it'll be fine as long as it's contained to and, and And if, by magic or plot device, Spock chimes in and says, we've got <laughs> six other people down here... Uh, that are starting to forget and are starting to lose their memories, and he's like, "Oh, it be and spreading."
1: And has got Nurse Chapel's face, where she's like, "Oh, piss another pandemic." Loved her haircut, you by know? the way. This like the last episode where she had to work out, like in season one or whatever, where she had to like uh, cure everyone, uh, where you know where Una kind of came out and ended up healing everyone mm. and stuff. But Nurse Chapel's like, "Another shipwide emergency, goddammit!"
0: Yeah lovely yeah. hair this week though that's what i'm going to say jess bush yeah i, I noted
1: down that she looked different yeah like nurse chapel and I, I and i don't know if i liked it i don't think i liked the look as much as the other one but she's oh but cool. i did
0: because she's did fabulous pretend- she's oh i love jess bush she's gorgeous
1: i wait it's, uh, you know i can't really judge the gorgeousness but it's the <laughs> idea of i really you know what i said is that um I wasn't keen on her in the first episode of Strange New Worlds. I was a bit like, "Oh, she's a bit weird. Like, why is she like yeah. this? Why is she, you know, why is she wearing this white bodysuit as opposed to a uniform and stuff?" But she's really grown on me now as this kind of separate character where she's not quite Starfleet, but she's like there and she's got her own style and yeah, she's really grown on me as a character. But like, yeah, she's she's sort hey, of pretty, like you know?
0: she she's sort of like um, an apprentice. For for want of better terms, yeah, um, she's like a student. Yeah, and like she's got a, a don't give a shit attitude, but she also gives a shit monumentally as well.
1: Yeah,
0: which is great. I I just love I I love Jess Bush. I love how she's portrayed Chapel. I think this is just giving a whole new dimension to Nurse Chapel, which we didn't fully get in the original series, apart from her pining over Spock.
1: Yeah, I think that was the thing with all the women in the original Trek. It was the idea of, you know, they they had personalities and stuff, but they were kind of limited by the plot lines they got.
0: Yes. So anyway, back on Rigel 7, uh, a guard opens the cage for Umbenga, Laan, and Pike, and they say, get up if you want to... uh, Get up if you... What was it? If you don't... Yeah, if you want to eat or you... Yeah it's either get up or starve
1: yeah. how, how crap is that though when someone knocks on my door and says like do you want to eat and then they take you to a bloody workhouse and you have your hitting rocks but I'm also like, oh, as well man, also this is not a toby carvery but this... but
0: also as well no it's a weather spoons oh god but oh, god. but uh, how many flights of stairs for the toilet but um why were the cages kept outside in the freezing cold weather
1: But this is what they say. I love this line of dialogue where they kind of say that people at night sleep outside in the cages for protection, Hmm. which basically suggests that there's lots of wild animals or something. Ah. So, because I think it's like... Oh, no, they've been
0: told. Yeah, they've been told it is for protection.
1: Exactly. It might not be. But it's the idea of you get people in this society who don't know where they live. So the fact of... The fact, the fact that a lot of people might not know where home is or how to get home—that they have these cages where they're like, "Oh well, at least wild animals won't eat you. You'll still be fucking freezing, though." Yes, but... because
0: a mysterious uh, man comes in uh, and and starts mysterious talking to them. Man. Mysterious man, who who sort of defends him because he says to the guards, "You know, they're they're forgetting in forgetting, forgetting, Forget-ning. forgetting, forgetting." has been you know this is their first time they are you know it's a hard one for them and he talks to me basically just says look you need need to play along in order to survive you need to come with us you need to do what you need to be told in order to survive and then you know you can play along um they go to a well they identify like by the colors who who is who so one's like a a woodcutter. One's a stone mason, and I don't know what Lan was. I never said. Um, I don't think they said she was a. Ha-
1: they 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 said blue is a stone cutter, and uh, what is it? And green is a uh, woodcutter. But I don't think they said what Lan. Did. Yeah, they
0: they never really said, but they they go to the labor camp, and they are. Uh, they feel like they don't belong. They feel weird, they, they don't feel like they should be there. The mysterious man says, Well, do you know your name? I've got it tattooed there, there's no tattoos on them, whatever. Yeah. Pike's hands are not the hands of a stone uh, breaker or a stone yeah. mason or anything Wouldn't like it that. It would be
1: really confusing though if Pike had loads of like tacky chav tattoos where you had like you know where you have like mam or some.
0: Do you think he's got a, yeah. a, a tramp yeah, like, stamp?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, he got a tramp stamp and he's got, like, sort of, mam and then some wings on his back being, like, up there with the angles.
0: Up, de- <laughs> up there with the angles. I guess my name
1: must be mam.
0: And princess, princess die. Up um,
1: there with princess die and the angles.
0: You know, he's, he's just got Anson mount on his knuckles. Um, <laughs> hang on, that would actually work. A-N-S-O-N. No, you nt holy shit, it would actually tits. work. No. Wouldn't Anson Anson <gasps> mount.
1: Oh see there's a missed it. that's what he That is know. the
0: hardest core Trekkie idea.
1: That would be so Metty though. That Metty? <clears throat> she got twenty pin by the metty. Um uh, that'd be so, like, meta if you had it where he had Anson Mount tattooed to his hands, so Pike thought that his name for the rest of the episode was, was Anson, Anson Mount. Mount. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's really odd. All, the, Imagine all if the they do a remembering their real names in the episode.
0: Imagine if they do a Supernatural-esque, uh, travel-back-in-time, different universe where they're actually all actors on Star Trek. That'd <laughs> be so
1: surreal,
0: man. That'd, that'd, that'd be fucking... Oh, Galaxy Quest. That'd be amazing. <laughs> But, uh. <laughs> crossover,
1: that would yeah. be so
0: good. But, yeah, a fight breaks out with the guards. Laan, naturally, kicks the ever loving shit out of people. Pike <laughs> kicks the ever loving shit out of people, but Laan gets cut. She gets kniffed. Oh. She, she gets she
1: kniffed.
0: Kniffed, kniffed. She gets it's kniffed. It's more of a sword, isn't it? It's more of a sword. A, yeah, it is. It's more she of a sword. It's, it's a thwa, not a foie. Um, But Umbenga instinctively knows what to do. And Pike's like, are you some kind of healer? He's like, I don't know. I just know I know what to do. And he's just like, oh, that's okay. That's kind of cool. Back on the Enterprise, the crew is suffering brain degradation. And Chapel uh, deduces that it's explicit memory that is being lost, not implicit memory. So short-term memories are disappearing, uh, or facts are disappearing as well but it's instincts, yeah, so it's
1: the idea of something that's instinctive, something that we know how to do all the time, we retain like language and like sort of basic knowledge. But anything higher than that, like she says, surgery, yeah, or like, you know, how to operate computers, people don't know. And it's like, and that's really interesting that it's like, so because obviously, you always have it in stuff where it's like, oh, they've totally lost their memory. And it's like, how do they still know how to use a computer then? You know, it's like, yeah. how do they still know how to talk? You know, it's like, yeah. But but that's the thing. So
0: Spock then devises a plan to give everyone a pad and he's like, this is who you are. This is what you do. Which so,
1: backfires amazingly when we get to it. Yeah, it
0: really crazy. does. So he orders Ortega <laughs> to take the ship out of orbit to get away because they believe it's the radiation surrounding the planet.
1: And we also forget that in this scene between uh, Chapel and Una, Una starts forgetting, losing her memory, where she gets the ringing in her ears. Oh yes, she does, yes. Yeah, and Chapel's like, okay, (laughs) you know, okay, so might be a waste of time talking to you about this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so she essentially puts Spock in command. Mm. Spock orders Ortegas to take the ship out of orbit because they believe it's the debris field surrounding Rigel 7. And the radiation that comes with it—that it's causing the memory loss—so they're ordered to hightail out of there. Back on Rigel Seven, they go back to this man's hut, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this is my hut. I can tell because I've got my thing and my things on there." And we're like, "Okay, cool." Which
1: is, I think this is a crazy, nice bit of world building. It like, is. I really like this sort of like the 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 world that they build in this episode.
0: It is. They.
1: Myself, like, <laughs> I like the world building. You know, the world they build. <laughs> like, yes, that's.
0: <laughs> well, Umbenga is determined to save La'an. This this fella is saying best to just let her go because you'll forget it by tomorrow because everyone here loses their memories every day. So by tomorrow, you won't know she even existed and it will ease your burden. Umbenga doesn't want any of it. There is a totem in the centre of the hut which is explained that the totem is the story of uh, the the two people, the two Kalar, um, the field workers, and the people who preserve history and plan. Mm. So every time they wake up, they consult the totem so they know who they are and what their purpose is in life. Mm. And they are the field workers. And Pike goes, well, that's a bit shitty for you that you are the ones that toil in the field and get to forget and yet the ones that live in the palace can have all of their memories and and basically live a life of luxury what what is fair about that which is like he's sort of got a point
1: which is a very good like this is the wonderful bit of political commentary on this episode like like we get in all good star trek and it's that idea like the, the guy justifies it as, oh, but their job is really difficult. They have to do the remembering and they have to make the laws and govern stuff. And you're like, that's not the hard bit. You know, the hard no. bit is working in the field all day. Like, But this is exactly how, you know, class systems maintain themselves where they kind of go oh yeah you've got to do the shitty job because it's far harder doing the, the cushy job at the top and you're like no it isn't it you know, really really is you isn't. know where people talk about like oh you know well that billionaire's there because he's worked really hard and you're like no no he isn't no. <laughs> you know it's, that's not what's happened
0: most billionaires are, are cybernetic that's that's what I've yeah. come to deduce um, all next
1: to the Titanic currently uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> speaking of other uh, exciting episodes in the last couple of weeks
0: and detecting
1: sass (laughs) welcome to the last episode of welcome to the
0: last episode of trekking up north everybody (laughs) Uh,
1: billionaires they'll come in and stop us welcome extra large Um, but yeah yeah, yes uh, so
0: yeah so they they reference the, the gentleman references that People's memories are stored in a casket within the castle and that these memories can he be. He references a, a legend that a they legend. Are stored in yes. that
1: casket. This is something that's on the totem.
0: Yes. So Pike and Umbenga.
1: So I just want to point out, like, going back to the political thing, it's the idea of this idea of a a compliant a docile subclass is something that we have at the moment where what we have in the UK is basically that things have gotten so bad but then everyone has just become apathetic to it where everyone's very much like oh there's no point changing anything like and the i like the idea in this episode where it goes oh well people's solution is not to try and change the horrible situation they're in it's just simply to be like oh well you'll forget anyway and it's kind of like like we have now where people are like oh well you know what's the point of caring about stuff and you're like yeah but you know you should be working towards something better and you know, it is that idea of like, how a subclass can just get like beaten enough that they just think that that's the best that you can possibly get. And then they don't actually- They don't
0: strive for anything more than what they already yeah. have. They don't strive to get out of the ecosystem and the world which they know. They they are not, I, I see it a lot in in my life, where oh this you know I'm I'm happy doing this because this is all I've ever known, and I'm like th- there is yeah. a whole world out there, and it's a you know and it, it's not I'm not saying spend all your money in travel. It's like look beyond your your borders, look beyond your 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 what's in front of you, and yeah. see that there is better things.
1: We that the whole point is like you know compliance through comfort, where yes. it's just the idea like like you know we on the labyrinth episode of like um nerdy up north we talked about you know the bit where it's like oh you've got your toy you've got your teddy bear you've got you know you have got all these nice things and then he's just like yeah happiness is basically surrounding yourself full of nice things and not ever thinking of the real where you're going to and then in this one the idea that he's like compliant just being like oh, well, it doesn't matter, we'll forget anything. You know, there's no point caring about anything, because, you know, like, obviously his reaction to Lan dying is, don't worry, you won't remember her tomorrow, so what's the point in trying to save her? Yeah. it's like, uh, and you just go, that is terrifying. But, like, that's, like, the far extreme of people being like, oh, well, what's the point in voting? We can't change anything anyway. And you're like, "Mm, (laughs) hmm, well, we definitely won't with that attitude, you know?
0: Yes, and that that has seemed to have slipped over the last um, 13 years. So, um, (laughs) fuck the Tories. But anyway, getting back to this. So, they devise a plan. They're going to go to the palace. They're going to find this casket. And they're going to retrieve their memories in the hopes of saving La'an. This gentleman comes with him. We don't know his name. That's all I'm going to say. We never know his
1: name. I think his name is Geoffrey Barnabas Collins. Oh, well. Thank God you never said Geoffrey Archer.
0: So Nobody,
1: Imagine if it was Geoffrey Archer. Fun
0: fact. Fun fact! Fun fact. Jonathan Archer was originally going to be called Jeffrey Archer. That is fact. They changed it because someone told them there was a well known political figure in the UK. So they changed it.
1: <laughs> I love the idea of that, but like, oh, do you think if. If a place doesn't do, like, their sort of research properly, there might be sort of, like... You know, imagine if it was just, like, well, what's our first officer called? Myra Hindley. <laughs> He's just like, oh,
0: God. This is why you have teams <laughs> and teams of researchers that scour everything to make sure that your character is not related to a bellend.
1: I just I do have you seen that that meme where it's literally like, oh it's like a video and it's like some Australian like good morning show and it's gone Yeah like, where, where it just goes like oh we just want to wish a happy anniversary to such and such and such and such and then it's a picture of Fred and Rose West Yeah and He's just like oh god Oh <laughs> just this idea of like these re- Australians do not know that who, they're video killers
0: didn't didn't just... that uh Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Green do that and someone someone and like oh and a and a big happy birthday to a british viewer uh jimmy Sa- and i'm just like oh <laughs> jimmy
1: saville and you're like oh no oh god
0: well he's dead so you can cross him off your birthday list
1: good good trolling yeah. <laughs> i just say well done to Brother. the trolling warriors <laughs> Te-
0: you know prey on their stupidity everybody so anyway back on ragel seven they are on the way to the palace or uh La'an can't go any further so mbenga stays with Laan. won't leave it. pike goes on his own to the palace um just before he leaves the man says when you do find the casket leave my memories there because i don't want to know i, I don't want to feel the burden of the memories and then he references the necklace that pike is wearing which is what patel yeah. gave him pike doesn't know that Patel gave him this and he's like yeah I, I feel it was someone close and the fellas like "Well, it's someone you loved yeah and that's that's worth having that that memory of someone that you love so Pike one-man army that he is uh,
1: well Menga gets hurt doesn't he is that this scene or is that later he doesn't get hurt does he yeah, no, when Benga gets, like, shot in the leg, like, he gets grazed in yes, the leg. Yes, leaves him behind. Yes! And, you know, which is, a, I always wonder about this in shows, where, you know, where they just go, like, oh, you hold them off here, I'll be back for you later. And you're like, hang on, you're making a big assumption that he's going to survive here. You know, it's just, like, one man and a gun against anyone who comes along. I would <laughs> it's say it's
0: like, umbenga, but it's not umbenga
1: yeah it, i i'm sure it'll be fine but you know that thing that they have in films where they're like i'll come back for you later and they yes. never come back and go oh you're dead because he, oh, takes, okay. a he takes a gun
0: he takes the gun as well yeah. that's that's how he goes uh that's that's where we see him heading no, off to they, the both, they both
1: have guns they, they both have guns at this point but basically pike just goes i'm gonna go in i'm gonna lock the door behind me and then I'll come back for you once it's, once I've got our memories back.
0: Back on the Enterprise, Spock and Ortega hear the ring. Next thing, there's alarms going off everywhere. They don't know who they are. And the pads were a waste of fucking time. I,
1: I love this so much. I can't it? believe that. Because Spock sort of like it has the pad in his hand, and he looks at it, and he's like, I can't read this. And it's like, yeah, because he's going back to his implicit memory, which is Vulcan, and yeah. the pad is all in English. And it's this idea of going what's this you know, i i love the idea of it it's just being like oh yeah that was a waste of time
0: but it's also as well um because ortega's like monumentally freaks out like she mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there at all she she heads down the turbo lift the turbo lifts just like where do you want to go i want to go home and there's like oh yeah deck six and then we get this lovely little zombified deck walk of all of all like chapels just walking around like like essentially uh tesco shoppers on a saturday so they to be to
1: be fair this is literally the festival i've just been at like this whole scene here is like oh my god but i'll trade you you my shirt for a grilled cheese oh it's so it's um the I I love this whole plot line, though, that they go through because it's kind of just to get a bit sad and depressing at the minute. It's the idea of this is how terrifying, like, losing your memory is like, you know, like dementia and stuff. This idea of how terrifying it is to have something to to feel that lost and just be in a situation where you're like, well, because like several of my friends, like their parents have ended up sort of having dementia and them having to help them through it. And just how harrowing it is that this person you love just wakes up every morning or whatever or every couple of hours and then just goes like, where am I? What's this? Who are you? You know, like, and they have and it's just how scary it is like, you know, this situation and and I think they portray, you know, obviously, I don't know what it's like, but I think they portray it really nice here with Ortegas being like so freaked out by where they are, what's going on and fumbling her way through the ship to get somewhere. And obviously it's great that you have this interaction with her and the ship where she's asking the questions of, oh, take me home. And it's like, okay, this is where the turbo lift drops them off. And it's like, uh, where do I go from here? And it's like, oh, follow the lit up corridor. And obviously we get this in... um. It's a TNG, TNG reference. Yeah, it, I've yeah, got where it noted down. We get the actual ship yeah. doing it. And follow I, the illuminated path. Yeah. and that's with um uh luxana isn't it uh... i think it's luxana being like how do i get to the holodeck yes and then it goes it oh is. follow yes. the lights. follow the arrows i think it is yes but yeah i thought this was like such a good scene and it kind of demonstrated how terrifying like losing your memory is and how it can affect people but i will say though that it reminds me of the the festival i was just at because wow You know when you see stoned people? Yeah. But then you see someone who is so beyond stone, you are like, okay, how did you get here? (laughs) You know, how did you get this far? Like, literally on the Sunday morning, got up and the only thing open was like this chai tea tent. And every time I went in there, it was impossible like because the the girl the woman doing it was so stoned she didn't have a clue where she was she was literally just talking to anyone about anything when they came in and i kind of went in and i was like oh um what food's on and she was just like whoa it's, we've got food and i'm like you know, <laughs> what food you know and it was like this whole thing and you're like pulling at teeth trying to get like trying to get the answer and, and she was just like Uh, you know, and I was like, okay, what tea have you got on? I think we've got some peppermint. And I was like, can you look? And she's like, and then just turned back to the guy she was talking with about her travels in India 10 years ago. And she was so stoned that she couldn't function. And I was just like, I just had to walk away. I was just like, I'm not getting anywhere here. And there was a massive queue of people. And she was totally just unaware. (laughs) And it's this thing is just going, whoa, so... You know, obviously weed is a wonderful thing. It has amazing medical uh, medicine values and whatnot, but wow, overdoing it is just you end up like this episode. But where it's, you're just standing there on the in the in the corridor being like
0: <laughs> But it's also the anxiety as well that comes with, you know, like sometimes being that stoned where there's there's the mental mellow...
1: control yeah, like losing control can freak out a lot of people who are used to being in control.
0: But they they played this with Ortega in this because they played her as anxiety riddle because she doesn't know where she goes. She gets to a quarters and she's like, "Yes, this feels right," but then the ship starts getting pummeled by rocks, and she starts freaking out because she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what's going on. She just wants it all to stop, and she's begging the computer to stop, and the computer
1: just like Rrr. and it's it's that well, I think it's great that the computer helps her. Like the you know, where she's just like, "Who am I?" And the computer's like, "You are Erica Ortega. You are the pilot." And she's like, "Oh fuck!" You know, yeah. She's like, "Oh, I'm the pilot." So that's why we're in. So because I'm here is why we're in the middle of like an asteroid field. Yeah, great.
0: because the the computer basically says, "You are uh, Lieutenant Erica Ortega. You are the helmsman of the Starship Enterprise. You are." He's like. I pilot this ship, affirmative. I pilot this ship, affirmative. You are, you've muted. Oh, there we go. You've come back. Speak again, sir. No, you've gone off again.
1: So it was because I was pouring my drink and I didn't want to come up. Oh no, do do some, do some
0: sweet, sweet ASMR pouring. That's the
1: sound of. Hold on, I'll do some, I'll do some ASMR pouring. Oh no.
0: And Zoom's not picked it up. I don't up. know if you could hear that. No, Zoom's not picked it up. Damn your noise and cancelling. Boo, damn you, Zoom. Um, so, yeah.
1: You're the one recording this, and I'm still paying for my subscription. I still haven't cancelled it. I'm still paying £7 a month or whatever for, like, premium Zoom, and I haven't used it since we started oh, wow. this show. Definitely, can- <laughs> definitely, definitely like, cancel. You should probably cancel that. Yes,
0: please, please cancel. Um, a little behind the scenes for you there, guys. <laughs> it's, like it's really weird not this having shit costs money it's like it just
1: feels like me chatting to goodwill yeah. i'm like okay
0: this costs money guys money that we don't have been
1: you know. yes um but um so oh, yeah also, so what, what, can we quickly speculate on what's happening in the chat right now because obviously this isn't live this is pre-recorded sorry if you just realized that
0: <laughs> beth like, has cereal
1: we yeah does she she's got cereal okay nerdy um, up
0: north is spamming emojis Yeah, that's it. Mark is in the chat. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hello, Mark. Hi, Mark. Can I have a job? Uh, (laughs) Lee and Christopher...
1: This is you on Twitter. Just shameless.
0: This is what I did. Um, But I know. It works. (laughs) Lee... Lee and Christopher are winding everyone up. Sammy's dropped in to say hello because she's a wonderful human being. Has Adam got the guns out? Adam, the 12-foot tall viking goddess god not goddess on, yes. sorry undo um has joined the chat um <laughs> yeah just many many debaucheries are going on in the chat but yes the Probably computer
1: got lovely joe in the chat joe oh joe joe, of course. Joe's joe, joe going is, to is there. going to be tuning in
0: joe is going to be there because we love Joe, we love Jason, we love the other Jason, we love Nita, we love everyone in Spectrum Santorum. And I heard
1: I... that Dita like, can bite a bear in half. Nita? <sighs> Nita, yeah. I mean, Nita, she can snap them in half. Just with a look. With her eyes.
0: Yes, just with a look. She's got that Puerto Rican spice. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Anyway. She's got that Puerto Rican spice. She's got that mm. Puerto Rican La-
0: spice. She's going to kill me when she sees me in New York. Good God. So anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, so the computer's telling me that you are Lieutenant Ortega's. You are the pilot of the Enterprise. And she's like, I know how to do this then. Um, It's a lovely inter thing between Rigel 7 and the Enterprise. So she makes a beeline for the bridge. uh, And she's like, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. And Spock's like, you do? No, but I know how to do this. And then we're getting a nice firefight in the palace between uh pike and the guards uh and then there was a standoff with
1: the yeoman zach uh i have to point out how brutal this is like he gets like oh, is so butch in this scene like you know be still my twitching loins but like he is so butch in this scene like and he it's quite violent like he's really brutal with the punches like you know when when there's Zach's on the ground and he's literally just hammering him in the face oh and like, he's like okay, i yield you yeah. mean business you know? yeah and, and he eats him as well.
0: That's quite good. So he, he beats, and then Ortega starts flying the ship. Um, and Spock's like, they come up against this massive asteroid, and Spock's like, I wouldn't, you know, I'd recommend moving. And she's like, nah. And just cuts a hole into the asteroid yeah. and just barrel rolls, does a star it fox of the Enterprise. It's
1: a bit silly that she knows not only how to pilot the ship, but how to operate the lasers, which isn't Instinct. usually the job of the helmsman. helmsman. Instinct. But we'll forgive it because it's
0: yeah. cool as shit. Plot device. <laughs> um, as the Enterprise is uh, saved, Pike is searching for this casket. Finds a box. It is a Starfleet box, and it's got all manner of Starfleet kit in. And this is when Zack goes... A magical candle. A magical candle and a magical <laughs> tricorder. But this is when Zack goes, there is no casket. It's just a myth. Mm. There is no box that holds people's memories. Um, And Zack then explains that what is happening is an asteroid hit the planet thousands of years ago and the radiation that is emanating from the asteroid causes people to have short term memory loss. Uh, And the only thing that prevents this from happening is the material that is used in the construction of the palace and the guard's helmets, it shields the brains from the radiation emanating from the asteroid, so you're like, right. So this is why Pike and the crew didn't get affected when they were there a couple of hours the last time that we were yeah. at Rigel 7.
1: But if they'd stayed for longer, they would have been.
0: Yeah. Pike, though... I primi- have to
1: say, though, I have to say, I think this is a bit bullshit. Like You know, the, the idea of, they're like, oh, helmets protect you from radiation, and you're like, it's a TOS,
0: it's a TOS episode.
1: I know, but... That's how I'm going to say Hang on, that is not how radiation works at all.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a TOS episode with a TOS plot device, but Pike is about to pull a hole straight through Zach, and then right at the last minute... This his... is
1: some brutal fisting, and I've been to Berlin, you know, it's...
0: I've been to Cologne, but right at the... Cologne,
1: <laughs> so it's pronounced...
0: That's what it was pronounced after. While well,
1: speaking of fisting. Well, no, well.
0: Nein! But, uh, the... Oh,
1: God. How much have we lowered the tone? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people in the chat, that was... Bye-bye, that bye possibly You don't need go, hmm, maybe that is bad. maybe. Bye-bye. I you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Manscaped. But, um... <laughs> unless you like that, then hello, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> so he's about so he's about to kill he's, he's about right to area, shoot I guess. He's, he's about to shoot Zach and then his memory conveniently comes back oh god this has gone so off the rails uh, okay sorry. yeah so the memories come back and he remembers he remembers Zach and he's like I'm not going to kill you We don't kill family we don't leave family behind he was going to he was going to his
1: memory back just in time
0: caveman pike was about to cause all things of upholstery stains but it was yeah so his memory comes back and he says you know i'm going to basically you're going to face justice we're going to bring you back we're going to bring you home but you are going to face justice for everything that you have done on this planet
1: which i feel i feel is a bit unfair I mean, it, it, but, you know, I think he should face justice for the fact that he did actually endanger Pike. Like, he did let his petty vengeance get in the way. You know, but he violated he did, the Prime Directive. But, you, but, that, but what, what what else could he have done, you know? It's this whole idea of literally they went, hey, you were stranded on this planet. They had this technology already. You probably weren't in a position to get rid of it yourself. Like... Mm. What do you do? Do you just go? Oh well, I guess I live in a backward society for the rest of my life. Then you know, whereas what he's done effectively is gone. Hey, we've already messed up. You know, like we already broke the prime directive. Let's ride. It you out. do. You do. I don't raise. know. I probably forgive. I probably forgive him for this, but obviously I would put him on trial for. Yeah, he kind of endangered Pikey Dick. You <laughs> know, well Pike and. Uh, you raise and a good Adler. conundrum. You
0: you raise a good conundrum, but he did. He could get out of it, although they can't. But what?
1: If, it's kind if, of like it's kind of like having a Russian spy and being like, "Oh, if you get captured, just kill yourself." And you're just like, "Well, that's a bit of a shit deal, isn't it?" You know, it's like I wouldn't really blame someone for wanting to survive. You know, like I don't know. The
0: argument would be for Zach that how can I contaminate a culture that forgets every twenty-four hours? if you go down and remove everything that symbolizes Starfleet, get rid of the hedgerows and everything like that, they will just forget about it. And I was, and I, was I was thinking about it, and I was like, right, okay. But then they immediately, like, fuck this up because back on the Enterprise, everyone's memories come back, everyone's fine, there's, there's a new shield harmonic to stop the Enterprise being affected. And then Pike yeah. makes a decision to remove the asteroid from the planet, which was causing the radiation. And he's like, well, in my eyes... It's not a violation of the Prime Directive because this asteroid interfered with the natural development of this species. I am merely removing that factor and adjusting the cost. But I'd be like, so hold on, do that, but remove all the shit first. Remove all the deltas, all the flags, all the hedges. Get rid of anything that's relating to Starfleet. Then remove the asteroid because otherwise you have permanently contaminated this culture because now they will remember
1: we i think, think i think the problem here is you know and you have it in what spock says where spock kind of hesitates cuz this blatantly is breaking the prime directive yeah where he is kind of just going oh we're just going to fix their planet for them and you're like that is that is interfering with natural development cuz surely being struck by a meteorite Is natural, you know. I'd say so, maybe. It it would. It's it's a grey area. But effectively, it's like he's doing the good thing. But this is the flaw with the Prime Directive, where he is breaking the Prime Directive, in my opinion, by doing this. It Uh, is it is a grey area, though. It it is it is very much. The thing is, though, I would I would think that there was nothing wrong with what Zach did if he was sensible and went like, okay, cool i'm not breaking the prime directive if i take control of the castle i become their king you know i become their king everyone who witnessed what goes on you're now fired and you go into the wastelands so you forget everything and then all the guards have to come from outside therefore they're not going to remember when they get the memories back they're not going to remember about starfleet or whatever and i'm just king and we're yeah. not contaminating anything You know, like, cause I'd say he'd probably get away with it then, cause Starfleet would be like, "Oh yeah, you don't, you know," because obviously, put the Delta. There's a stupid idea, which must have been him tempting fate or trying to get rescued or something. Potentially putting it there. Yeah, but it is the idea of, yeah, he does fuck it up by effectively the guards know what Starfleet is and they've got lasers. Uh, You know, like they've got phasers, and you're like going, "Hmm, that is a bit of a," although are they natural development the phasers? no because they're
0: still they're, they're bronze age the culture is bronze age so right, no yeah. way. i wasn't
1: sure because they don't look like starfleet ones are
0: they yeah they, they are starfleet oh, they, they do are, have I a little delta think. on them but they the the culture is described as being bronze age so they i mean they're thousand uh, you know thousand years ahead technologically the phases yeah. compared to them so it would make sense but yeah so so pike essentially just gets the asteroid yeeted i i love the fact that star trek now we're just yeeting asteroids and eating shit yeah. everywhere. Um, we did it. We did Welcome it with. Asteroids. We did it with Picard, uh, twice in Picard. We yeeted a starship and then an asteroid. And now we're eating more One
1: of the most absurdly silly moments in Trek, and yet I'm totally fine with I so it. I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the final scene is obviously Patel is oh, back to just. Do...
1: Just before we do this, just before we do the final scene, this is my least favorite bit of the whole episode oh. that we've just had. The Deus ex fucking Machina of spock just fixing everything you know where it just happens off camera where it yeah. just goes okay so otega kind of remembered oh that she's a pilot and she kind of remembered how to use the controls and stuff and you're like fine and then she goes, oh yeah and spock just magically fixed everything by changing uh you know by isolating the problem and then changing the shield the harmonics. harmonics yeah and you're like what <laughs> it's like that's the episode i want to see <laughs> you know yeah. how the fuck he managed that and it is just a, like oh and everything got fixed off screen and you're like going mm, plot contrivance sure <laughs> <us." laughs> yeah. but, but really really good episode but you know when it just goes oh and then the salute, then the problem got solved and you're,
0: yeah like... <laughs> but we but do yeah, we, anyway. we do see pike and patel uh, patel comes back to do this prisoner transfer um prisoner transfer what are you
1: gonna i thought you said pensioner transfer pensioner
0: transfer well yes Come on, here's
1: me nan. Come
0: on. yeah let's let's get you on to enterprise get curtains drawn so got a
1: purse with two pounds in it that'll do
0: ncis is on soon. so we um <laughs> so essentially nano
1: visitor that's what that is
0: oh you've seen the meme a as starring
1: well nano visitor.
0: the nano visitor <laughs> i go to Beijing to see my grandpa grandparents Are you an annual visitor? <laughs> uh,
1: Actually have you Have you listened to the Shuttle Pod Show With Nathan and our visit? I
0: have yeah It's so good man It is oh. so good Shout is- shout out to the Shuttle Pod Show by the way Please Stop watching this
1: shit Watch the Shuttle yeah. Pod Stop Show Stop watching something <laughs> adequate
0: And watch something well made
1: Yeah it's So <laughs> It's so good, I was listening. I, I was Actively listening dislike the,
0: this video so we can go on watch.
1: Yeah, I, I was listening to the, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Is Sirach Lofton? Sirach Lofton, yeah. Yeah, he is brilliant because he is so genuine. He is probably the most genuine person I've ever seen interviewed about anything because he's just totally open about, yeah, I have no idea about Trek. I don't really care about Trek. I just like being in nice places and chatting to people. And he's so wonderfully genuine about it. And such a fun guy normally, and he's just so endearing. Like him just talking about Trek and stuff and just being like, "Yeah, I had no idea what was going on here." Or like yeah. you know,
0: and the fact um, he's re-watching it now and he's discovering yeah. all this as well, which is beautiful.
1: I mean, that that is a really good episode of Shuttle Show where it was talking about him. It was talking about how he got into you know acting and doing commercials and stuff, and then like, but then obviously like doing his own podcast, which he did with um. Oh, Uh, Aaron Eisenberg. Aaron Eisenberg. How did I forget that? Yeah, Aaron Eisenberg, who played Nog. And basically, it's got a brilliant bit in the episode where he's just going, I wasn't watching the episodes. Yeah, he just (laughs) faked it. They were doing what we're doing where we're talking about an episode. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, I love that bit. And they're like, you don't know what's going on, do you? (laughs) You didn't watch the episode.
0: Never wing it, guys. You will always be found out.
1: But that's it, but unless you're as charismatic as Cyril Lofton and you can oh, pull yeah. it off. You yeah, can just go, yeah, I didn't do the homework, so sue me. But, <laughs> you know, he's but, so endearing. Anyway.
0: But the final scene uh, sees Patel and Pike making up, um, Pike realising, um, you know, he he, he realises how much Patel means to him. And he's willing to put the work in because the life of a Star Trek captain is a solitary one. And it is very hard, especially when you are two captains on two different starships to have a relationship. So essentially, they're going to see if they can make a long distance relationship work. And they kiss and make up. And that is it. We pan out of captain's quarters and they're all kissing and smooching and it's all sickening. And I was, yeah, I was just like, "Oh, you're gonna do this sex, aren't you? You bastards!"
1: The dirty sex, then... and considering I still think they're father and daughter, it's very awkward. But um, but that's not the end of the episode because we get a wonderful voiceover from Ortega's, which basically has the the morale of the the moral of the episode, which is giving yourself credit for what you're good at, even if it comes naturally. And I think this is a really good little message to have. Because obviously in the whole episode where they just go hey, the people have forgotten their memories but they instinctively know the stuff that they're good at. And these are really useful skills. So we have Ortegas who can, um, you know, like pilot the ship and get them out of danger. Spock who can fix the entire fucking episode. Uh, you know, like Chapel who still has basic Chapran and Benga who still have like basic medical knowledge. And uh, Pike who can kick ass. You know, <laughs> you know like and, and this is these things where, and I think it's very much that where we don't give ourselves credit as people for the stuff we're good at. Yeah. And I'm very much like this. I'm very much like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I can do that crazy thing, but I can't do this other thing. So yeah. I'll be like, oh, I can't play guitar. And I'll really like be annoyed at myself for it. But they're like, yeah, but you can sing and do this. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but who cares about that? And it's that idea of appreciating what you can do and how important that is, that, you know, I think that's a really good message to have. You can't be good at everything. everything. No matter how useless you think you are, you can do something better than other people, yeah. and you can do stuff that will impress other people.
0: You you can't... The moral of the story is you can't be good at everything, but you can give yourself credit for what you are good at. And I'm
1: pretty much crap at everything, but... I'm good at maybe one or two things. But this is the thing you're not like, okay, what I want, okay, this is going to get a bit hippie, but I have been at a festival and had to deal with a lot of people on drugs. (laughs) I had one person who I will not name who was in our troop who literally just took everything they were offered and the state of them on Sunday (laughs) was just like, okay, you barely function. But I want everyone in the comments or in the chat to say one thing like really try it doesn't matter how much you hate yourself say one thing that you can do that other people can't because there will Ooh. always be something and it doesn't matter if it's some it doesn't matter that it it doesn't need to be unique it doesn't need to be sort of like oh i'm a good singer or oh i'm good at maths or something like that it doesn't need to be Wait, well, you know it, you know obviously it can be those but it you know it doesn't need to be oh but everyone can do that it's like yeah cool nobody i can't had the hilarious thing in work this week where i have to actually think i had to remember algebra Oh. we had like a formula you know where you had it in school where you have a formula where it's like here's the formula but one of the things is like x and you're like oh. how do you work out what x is and you're like oh piss it's been 35 years you know it's like, oh, oh no yeah and i was like i'm terrible at that and then i asked like another member of my team and they were like oh yeah you just do it like this and i'm like you are a god uh, but- this is this <laughs> is the thing guys
0: has hit the nose on the head uh, in the the the
1: the nail on the head
0: sorry (laughs) i'm tired i'm drugged um oh nearly time for drugs um the uh, prescription drugs you say (laughs) prescription um like has said in the in the live chat in the comments below one thing that you are good at one thing that you are good at it may be the most common thing in the world but if you feel that you are good at it celebrate it it's really hard for me to think of one i'm probably just going to say driving
1: well think of the thing you you are good at driving you are charismatic you're able to do this like it's the fact of the you know when we have these meetups when we have things like sunnycon and stuff like that nobody is going oh I'm good at throwing or or whatever. I'm good at throwing. (laughs) Okay, we'll not put that on the list, shall we? You know, you're good at you're good at dodging claims. Um, but (laughs) oh god, good at getting naked off camp. But. (laughs) But no, but no, it's it, this idea. But it's and also think about the Star Trek knowledge. Like the reason why we're doing this podcast is because you can retain that knowledge and you can enjoy it and convey it in a way that is interesting to people. Not yeah. me, obviously, but you know there are people out there who, who like you as a person. you you but are you are go. good
0: you are good at making <laughs> me cry with laughter. I I will I will say this story again because Cyanide wasn't here last week. Backstage at SunnyCon, we were about to go on stage. Sinoise was in wonderful Velvet Snatch drag. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. A lady comes up and says to Sinoise, Are you in the talent show without missing a beat? And I mean, instantaneously, you went, No, no, I'm untalented. I just...
1: I, I was on the floor... It, i think the hilarious thing is that the girl who did that won the talent competition so she was the most humble person She's like, oh you know i i wonder if she was coming up to be like you're in the talent competition Fuck. you know yeah. but, but she won and her, she was absolutely amazing yes. i didn't catch the name though but we we got because we went on after yes and we were like yeah you deserve to win that you're amazing yeah we
0: we yeah. went on after and then we Probably about to be escorted out, but uh... you
1: can watch it, can't you? You can watch the you Nerd know, uh, yes. live stream. I haven't, because obviously the problem is I looked at it and then realised the camera is literally just me. One the... of on the cameras is like 50% me, a little bit of Sammy, and then tiny little Paul in the corner. The the live stream <laughs> is on. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not watching myself for this whole two hours or whatever. Next we'll year work. there will
0: be three cameras and more microphones. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. So, anyway, guys, that has been our review. Uh, of episode four of Strange New Worlds. Thank you so much for everyone who has joined in and who loves our innate Tangiel banter. I suppose you're all waiting to find out how you can win one of these in an Excel. An well, Excel, an
1: extra large. So I'm just going to put that in there.
0: If you don't fit it, eat. That's my encouragement. <laughs> so.
1: Put some weight. On. Put some weight. On. Right. What
0: did you? In what, did our hands hands in our pockets what did your mums? What did your mums and nannas What did your mums and nanas always say when you were younger? You'll grow into it.
1: Oh, mine just said, pull, "Pull your finger out. That's not where it goes."
0: Hmm. <laughs> XLT shirt. Look at it. And I can. I can. I can, confirm. can Barely see a
1: quarter of its greatness.
0: I can confirm. Where is it? Focus, you rich. There, look. That is not focusing. Extra Excel. large. There we go. There you go. Hey. XL.
1: Black, short, extra large. That's that's actually is... what I'm searching for. On Tinder. this. This
0: is. <laughs> 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 right. No more martinis for you while we're recording. Oh, sorry. The, um... oh God. <laughs> he's, he's he's drinking a magazine. The um this is the introduction to the the new merch that we are looking at and it it is people think it's easy to do merch it isn't uh so this is There's
1: another of paul skills it is paul's so amazingly good with like logos and amazingly good with this and able to coordinate this whole where do you order stickers from yes we don't know i
0: know know, but i'm not going to tell you the uh (laughs) but yes paul designed this logo um we will be probably selling these t shirts going forward. These I mean these are fantastic. The fruit of the loom. They are fruit of the loom t shirts, they are very good quality. Ooh. So when I do love a loom. Oh yes, yeah. I do love a bit I of fruit. Yeah. So guys, if you wanna win the trekking Up North XL T shirt as well as some sexy, sexy stickaroonies.
1: So
0: I enter no if you want (laughs) what you have to do to be in with the chance of winning all that fabulous swag i need you to subscribe to the nerdy up north youtube channel to click on the bell to make sure that you get all the notifications for when all of our content is going live and then on either the nerdy up north twitter which will be a pinned post or the nerdy up north community page where there will be a featured post about this share a screenshot of you subscribed and liked and that's all you need to do
1: Wait, it's a Subs- screenshot of the page showing that they're subscribed, yeah, the, the, the okay.
0: subscribed and the bell is there
1: although you're gonna a picture of them pressing subscribe and it just do that as well computer just be like
0: do that as well i want i want full-on Local Don't newspaper do Don't add to his perfect yeah. collection. I will full it's on just... local newspaper screenshots so you're just pointing. Right. Put the flash on your phone as well. No, no. Get a film camera.
1: <laughs> I'm pressing subscribe. Yeah.
0: Get a film camera.
1: Man, get the cam, I'm pressing subscribe.
0: Get a I'm film camera. Take a picture. Go to boots, develop it, scan it, and then <laughs> No actually, actually,
1: literally. Uh, well, one of our troupe at the festival had like backing <laughs> dancers, and one of the backing dancers was at the tent site with a, a you know, a, a, a camera. disposable camera. Yeah, and I was like, I haven't seen one of those in like a decade, and he's literally taking a picture and be like, when I'm just like, do you not have a phone? You know, oh, <laughs> it's, that is it amazing. It was so kind of surreal. You know, the idea of like, I know digital camera, yeah, I know like one take cameras, but like you're used to seeing someone who has, like, a vintage camera yep. or a proper film camera or, like, one of those um, Polaroid ones, you know, where they take the instant ones. Not a
0: Kodak disposable. Never
1: a dis- yeah, never yeah. Disposable. You know, It's like, that's one of these things where you're like, yeah, we don't need that. There's not even anything kitsch about it. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, and I was just like, this is really surreal. Like, where do you get that developed nowadays? You oh,
0: know? my God. But, yes, guys, so, like I said, there'll be two statuses. It'll go up, one on Facebook, one on Twitter. Uh, share a screenshot of you subscribing and hitting the bell on the YouTube channel for your chance to be um, for, for your for your chance to be in for your chance to be
1: in in a very baggy t-shirt in a very
0: baggy t-shirt.
1: Unless you're bigger than an extra large, and then you're fucked. So it's basically, let's see what happens here.
0: We'll work on it but um, what we will do, do I
1: really want someone really really skinny to win just oh, so we can you get imagine a beth of us winning going it going with like yeah beth wins oh my god get, you know the office like big uh, you know crocodile clips and we just put them at the back like homer simpson pulling his fat back we we'll just do them at the back to get it tight wow beth
0: you look amazing in that checking up north t-shirt <laughs> 197 that. pegs are holding it back <laughs>
1: see that's what we need that is definitely what
0: we need oh so what will happen is uh next week live i'll put all the names in a wheel who's who's shared and then we will spin the wheel it will be a double wheel unfortunately but we will spin the wheel yeah um and then whoever it lands on will win the fabulous nerdy swagger this is our first competition guys i don't care for the actually- XL t t-shirt put it on ebay sleeping it take photos for only fans i don't care we are giving it away <laughs>
1: so, I, I think it's cool though i think it, and, and it's also let's not downplay the stickers the stickers are really cool stickers oh, are
0: well, really fun. shout out shout out to uh Gem. have i
1: even got a trekking up north you
0: have i gave you i'll give have you I? a shiny did i give you a shiny
1: no like i will I, go like, to i've got a gaming i've got the have you got it there the charizard gaming up north one is that actually oh, part of the prize is it's that too far a... okay <laughs> But, we, yeah, I've got a gaming up north one, but that's it. <laughs> I'm just like, hang on. We are I've going... I've an alien nerdy up north one, but yeah. I haven't actually got one for our show.
0: <laughs> we will be... I will approach our sticker supplier <laughs> and, and order more Chinese, uh, shall we say. But, guys, that is it for this week's episode of Trekking Up North. I have been your host, Captain Goodwill. He, he's been Sinoise. What's left of him? Because he's more martini than Sinai's no, at the moment. To
1: be fair, I'm not actually that drunk. I'm just very like happy to be chatting about Trek again. <laughs> oh,
0: good. Join us next week while we we'll be reviewing episode five. This week coming up on Nerdy Up North, though, this Friday we have got uh the the gang reviewing Stand By Me on Sunday at 7.30, which is going to be great because there's a great Star Trek connection for Will Wilhwyden.
1: Is it, is it Stand
0: By Me? Sorry? Stand By Me, isn't it? Right. Uh, yeah, with no Quill Whedon. whedon. Uh, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, Quill Whedon. I'm just going to say Quill Whedon all the whill, time. Quill Whip. cool whip. Whip, whip. There's her in that pie. Um, and then uh, we will no doubt be twitching as well next week. We've well, got. I, I will be yeah well
1: this many martinis oh yes actually we've uh, got Monday... we've got sunderland pride on we've got sunderland pride on saturday and the opening like tomorrow and we've got the opening of bobby's uh sunderland now oh. you might not know this but if you live in the northeast in newcastle we have the wonderful bobby's bar which is at the end of the gay street on scottswood road and it is wonderful it is run by a man called kirk who is one of the best bar owners you can ever have because he does this crazy thing of listening to what people want. <gasps> and yeah, which is a crazy idea because most of the time you get people being like, ah, well, this is what I want to do and you're like, no one gives a shit, you know, and bars fail. Whereas he's very much kind of like going, oh, what do people want? Oh, let's put that kind of night on and it's great. And it's been so successful that he's opening a one in Sunderland, uh, which will be a regular one. So it's next to where the Lampton Worm used to be. I forgot what the Lampton Worm is called now, but on that street. And the grand opening is on Saturday. They have a big fancy night there. So I think it's hosted by Ophelia Balls, who is one of my favorite, you know, and one of the oldest northeast drag queen. But they don't use their full name anymore. They just go by Ophelia. And you're like, oh, Really? You know, Ophelia balls. If the children get it, fuck them. But. but just yeah, footballs. But, so do that. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> footballs. So that, that's a cool thing that's happening. So if and you're in the northeast
0: of England, things. guys, so, if you're in the northeast of England, please head along. Yep. Monday. If you
1: are LGBT and in Sunderland, there is finally a good bar for you to go yes. to. Yes. Because we have really needed a scene for a long time. Because the big problem is Sunderland kind of let its gay scene die off. And then everyone just got so used to going to Newcastle that just not there is nothing in Sunderland. So it's kind of good to know that there's gonna be a well managed place with lots of cool entertainment in Sunderland for people around Washington Sunderland area.
0: Hopefully it'll start to come back, guys. Monday the Monsters Up North crew with the lovely Sammy and Dan from Leading Marvellous are talking about Pennywise. Is it Pennywise? Yeah, I haven't watched. The movie. I really, really am not looking
1: forward to that because I don't like clowns. I have a big phobia of clowns. See, this is the thing. It's like Pennywise is amazing, but I like I. It's because they focus on the monster, not the actual movie, and yeah. it's a bit weird because it isn't just about Pennywise. It's about like the situation, as a mm. lot of Stephen King novels are. And so it's a bit weird because I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be talking about Pennywise that much. I'd be talking about the. You know like the dairy and the history and stuff like that and it's like it's an interesting one so that should be a really exciting episode
0: guys if you are not a member of nerdy up north what are you doing click that subscribe click the bell send a screenshot for a free xl t-shirt we are on youtube we are on instagram we are on twitter we are on facebook we've got a facebook community we are on threads we are on the our fingers are on the pulse of modern social media. We are on the threads, we are on the tick
1: and the talk. Twice. You're just doing it because Sean Ferrick got one. You saw that Sean Ferrick had got one, didn't he? Has he? At threads? Has I he? I think he did. I think he did. Sean. I, I, I actually installed Twitter the other day. I installed Twitter the other day to check something.
0: Sean, where are you? Come there on, you are, Sean.
1: <laughs> hello. hello and the stalking continues
0: he was in <laughs> newcastle upon time oh this week <laughs>
1: yeah. and you were there with your little disposable camera i was going the to get in. Along i was camera. going to
0: get into the car and go visit them no they uh what culture were filming something for trek culture and who culture hey. so they were busy 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 uh up in the Toon. So, huge shout out to Trek Culture as well. If you are a fan of this show, please go check out Trek Culture. I'll put a link in the description. Speaking of links, like I said, everything that Nerdy Up North is on is in those links. Like them, subscribe them, click them, lick them, do whatever you want to do with them. If you want to donate to Allison's Race for Life, the link is down there below. Did you like the theme tune? The gorgeous 12 and a half foot Viking god Adam made it. His website
1: i'm like a mountain
0: oh there's not enough yellow pages in the world <laughs> the
1: his so did you see when me and jake were playing we me and jake have started streaming diablo 2 mm. on um on twitch and we had adam in the chat and all we were doing was just perfect on adam for the whole thing quite right it was it was so awkward but i was loving it i, I am like...
0: i am a heterosexual male but adam <laughs> you can turn me with
1: well, the jake's heterosexual as well but i'm just like no no adam adam
0: Yes. <laughs> yes um <laughs> anyway <laughs> the music that's the it, note i want to end on yes, say yes, anything yes. else actually the, you. his music's in there below spectrum sanctorum are down there below as well huge huge thank you to spectrum sanctorum one more time for sending me this gorgeous t-shirt absolutely lovely and the Garon mug glory to you and your podcast But I think that is it, Sinoise. I think it's time for us to head back to the Adequate and uh, sign off on this episode. What do you think? Yeah? You're a bit pissed. You don't care. All right.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not pissed. I'm not pissed. He's a bit pissed.
0: Right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Live long and prosper. We absolutely love each and every one of you. Stay safe. Captain Goodwill to USS Adequate. Beam us up. Miles?